Today on episode number 914 of the School of Podcasting, I'm asking you a question because I was doing it. Why are you keeping the good stuff from your audience? We also have a because of my podcast story with a twist and how I saved myself 180 bucks. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to this show, first of all, welcome aboard. I'm glad you're here. This is what I do. I help you plan your podcast so that it has maximum impact. I help you launch that podcast to get maximum exposure, and then we grow that thing. A little, a little fertilizer, a little rain, a little water, and then if you want to, you can monetize your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription, and that comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's a mouthful, isn't it? And so I want to explain something I did this uh, past couple weeks. And we all run into this. We, I'm here to tell you, if you're doing... Uh, first of all, I want to say this. This is going to sound like we're talking about monetization. And we're not. It just so happens this example kind of revolves around money a little bit. But hang with me, okay? So... I am doing some things this year. I was like, Hey, 2024 doing more 24 baby. And I was like, well, I want to get back to doing more YouTube stuff. I have a YouTube channel and I have been putting stuff out there consistently, but the stuff where it's just me talking to you that kind of went by the wayside. So I was like, I want to get back to that, but I don't have as much time as I used to. So I want to figure out how to just look into a camera, talk, hit a couple buttons and be done. And so. I was introduced to some really cool stuff. I was using StreamYard. StreamYard is a very great tool, but I saw some other things in Ecamm, and I started using Ecamm. It's for Macintosh only, unfortunately, but I, I liked it, but there are a lot, a lot of options. And so I hired a coach to teach me Ecamm and this other thing called a Stream Deck. Now, here's, here's where we're going to take a little sidestep. I'm going to be ready to, to peel back the curtain. You ready? I wrote a newsletter about this and I'm going to in a second and I hope you can't tell. I'll let you know, which isn't really fair. Like, am I reading it now? Ooh, that'd be hard to tell. But I, I sent this out to the newsletter. I didn't send it to you because I, I thought if I, a coach of podcasters, do an episode that says you should get a coach, isn't that kind of meh? salesy. Isn't that kind of passive aggressively saying you should hire me? And so consequently, I didn't put it out. And I don't know why we do this because I have people, myself included, that do not promote their stuff enough. And when I ask them, they'll say things like, ah, I just kind of feel icky. I feel kind of salesy. And I get that. And I was working with a client and I said, you feel kind of salesy, like, I don't know, like a 1970s used car salesman. My apologies for anyone who wasn't around during the seventies, but they were, that's kind of the, the sleazy sales guy. And they go, yes, exactly. And I go, and that guy was selling you a bucket of bolts. He was just hoping he could get it off the lot. And they're like, yes, I know that guy. And I go, so your podcast is a bucket of bolts. And they went, 
no, I just worked 10 hours on that thing. And I'm like, oh, and so what your podcast helps people? And they're like, yes. And I go, so why are you stopping yourself from helping people? And the person looked at me and went, you're good. And I run into that. It's a mindset thing. And so I hired this person and I saw where hooking up this thing called a stream deck. Now, this is about live. We're going to talk about video stuff, but the, the concept is the same. And so I'm, I'm planning on doing these videos and I've had this little box with 32 buttons on it called a stream deck. And when you push this button, you can tell it kind of to do what I, when I push this button, send a tweet. When I click this button, switch to this scene in the video. When I click this button, you know, do the hokey pokey. When you click this button, you turn yourself around. Cause you know, that's what it's all about. And so one night I stayed up till about two in the morning playing with this stream deck and coming up with new activities that I could tie to a button. And this is where you can probably identify with this with, do you have people in your family that are like, you are always on the computer many, 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 many moons ago when I lived with my brother and my sister-in-law, she'd be like, you're always on that. You're always working. And I go, no, no, some of this looks like work, but it is play. And I really had to make myself go to bed because I was having a lot of fun with this. And so when I started to use these new tools live, now I practiced like everybody else, you practice. And you know, how I always say the good ones make it look easy, whether it's Michael Jordan or Eddie Van Halen or, you know, whoever it's, they make it look easy because they put the time in. And so it turns out this is true of live streaming. Live in general is a whole different beast. And if you're taking calls, I do a show called ask the podcast coach where I take questions via chat and I actually, without a screener, let people jump into the video. And that could be kind of interesting because you have to be able to kick somebody to the curb when they're done because some people won't leave. I don't have that happen a lot, but you have to be ready to do that. And so I've been live streaming for years, but I've never done it with 32 buttons saying, click me, click me, click me. You know, they're just endless options there. And when you're a little ADD or a lot ADD like me, uh, what are my options? Because I was kind of a train wreck, not a total train wreck, but it was, it was looking like, wow, you're a guy that hasn't done this a lot. Plus I was using Ecamm. And so new software, new options, things weren't going as fast. And I was kind of looking not horrible, but I was like, yeah, I, I want to look a little better at this. So you have two options, right? And you can pay in one of two currencies. You can pay in time or you can pay in money. And I was like, and I would say, use the one you have the most of. Well, I was in a hurry. I was like, I want to get this YouTube stuff going. And one option was practice, practice, practice. That's free. All you need is time. And the other one was to hire a coach. And so I did. I purchased a membership uh, to the Take One Academy. I have an affiliate link in the show notes for that. It's a guy named Alec Johnson, and I love the courses he has on Ecamm and Stream Deck. He's got a couple other things on YouTube. And uh, here's the real value, though, because it's not cheap. It is not. We're talking hundreds of dollars a month. But I was like, if I'm going to spend the money on this, and I spend about an hour a night going through these really in-depth tutorials, 
I was like, okay, here's the real value though. I was trying to set up a video shot where my face would be on the left-hand side of the screen and I would have a, a bullet point to the right. So I could say, you know, like blah, blah, blah. And, and the words blah, blah, blah would come up to the screen on the right of my face. Well, not on my face, but to the right of my face. Now, the long story short, I was down a pretty deep rabbit hole trying to figure out how to do this with Ecamm. And I'm doing this and trying this and hitting the button and it's not working. Wait, what if I do this? Click, click, click settings. Nope, not working. And then I thought, you know what? I bet Alec knows this and he does group coaching. I do group coaching at the School of Podcasting and group coaching was the next day. And so I asked the question in group coaching and he showed me how to do it. And when I say the next step that I was going to take was not close at all to the solution. I mean, this five-minute call saved me hours of troubleshooting. I was going to start making, I was going to go into Canva and make these little, like, bullet points that would come floating on the screen, and it's like, no. He was just like, no, just make this little shape thing, and then you can put the bullet point over, and it'll fly in. But I was like, oh, that's so much easier than what I was going to do. That's the value, because I was going to go down a rabbit hole and find out the hard way that where I was going was not where I should have been going. So yeah, his membership costs 199 bucks a month. And that is more money than I've ever spent outside of college, of course, for education. So yep, I'm spending money, but I'm saving lots of time. And in the end, that time can be used to market the School of Podcasting, which in the end will bring me more money to pay for the courses. So it's kind of a wash in the end, except it's less of the time in the rabbit hole. It's less time going, there's got to be a way to do this. I don't understand. Everybody else makes it look so easy. I just click the button and it just goes, sorry, bink, bink, bink. So that is the true bonus of a coach. One last bonus to any community with live coaching is... uh. I am making relationships with other people who are live streaming. And you know what they're looking to get into? Because really, what they are, I know, let's, let's not get controversial. The people that are adding content to YouTube call me crazy. I call them YouTubers. I know, you're going to go, wait, it's a podcast. No, no, it's not a podcast. It's a YouTube channel. Shh, don't tell anybody. And so... They're trying to figure out how to make their live stream into, you guessed it, a podcast. Because it's not really a podcast when it's on YouTube. And it's kind of cool. And one of the guys that's in there was kind of like, oh, cool, Dave is here. He knew of me and said very nice things about me, which was very humbling. And so these guys are like, well, if I want to turn this thing into a podcast, I need to go over there. Which also, and by the way, I'm not pimping my stuff at all. I will, you know, explain why I do this thing because you get to introduce yourself. You know how that goes. And I am getting nibbles of like, well, what if you did this? I don't know. Let's ask Dave. So that's kind of cool. And so if you have the money, maybe you should find somebody. And this is where in the last couple of weeks I have been saying, be careful 
Because there are a lot of people out there going, I've been in radio since 1917. Well, radio is not podcasting. And that doesn't mean there are a lot of really good people that are in radio that have have jumped over into the podcasting pool. But in the same way that a webmaster, somebody who really knows JavaScript and websites, yeah, that's kind of, you know, content marketing is not a podcaster. The same way that a podcaster who knows how to make content doesn't know how to build a website. Do some, um, oh, what's, what's a good word for this? Research. Check out the person you're going to hire as a coach for your podcast. And the first thing I would say is, do they have a podcast? And ask them, I would ask them, how do I submit my show? No, ask them this. How do I upload my show to Apple? Because here's the thing. You don't upload your show to Apple. You, you link your feed to Apple. And then Apple is kind of a mirror of whatever's in your media host because I run into a lot of people who hire me or in some cases at Libsyn, they will hire me to answer the question that they then relay to their client. And so keep that in mind, but you can save yourself a lot of time and you can save yourself a lot of headache. And one way of thinking about this is, have you ever been on the freeway and there's a wreck? And you can't even see it because the traffic is backed so far. And by the time you're halfway to the wreck, your right leg is having cramps because all you're doing is brake, brake, a little bit of gas. Oh, no, no, brake, 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 gas, but brake, brake, you know. And you're like, oh, you're getting frustrated because you got to get somewhere. That is not a great experience. Now, you're still moving, but you're moving slow. And it's frustrating. Wouldn't it be great if all of a sudden somebody came along and said, hey, I've got a helicopter. It's a little more expensive, but if you hop out of your car, I got a team. They're going to come get your your car later and I can get you to where you want to go. I just need X amount of money. No headaches. No wanting to throw your computer out the window. Sometimes just the experience and the time saved is the worth the money out of your pocket. Now, the reason, for the record, some of that was red. Hope you can't tell. And what was interesting about this is that is what I just said was what I was not going to say to you because I was like, well, it sounds like a coach pimping coaching and I feel salesy and used car salesman and yeah. I don't want people to go, I used to listen to that guy, but he's just pimping his stuff all the time now. So I didn't. So I send out this newsletter. I'll have a link to it, podcastingobservations.com. And I had a number of people. And you know how it is in podcasting. You don't get that much feedback, but on occasion, you, you might get one or two. Well, I got probably close to 10 people that emailed me Some of them left comments on the newsletter, but others emailed me personally said, man, that was a really good article. And I was like, well, okay. To the point where I'm like, apparently that resonated with people. And we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. You want your podcast to resonate. And I'm like, well, if it's resonating with the people that are reading it, it would probably resonate with you as you are listening to this. And I thought, why am I stopping myself from putting out the good stuff because I don't want to feel salesy. I get that. And so that's why I was like, well, 
I'm just going to put this out here because the newsletter people loved it. So I'm hoping you, the podcasting people, also love it. But the other thing was, I heard a clip from Rob and Elsie. They do a podcast called The Feed. It is the official podcast of Libsyn. You can find it at thefeed.libsyn.com. Full disclosure, I am the uh, head of podcaster education at Libsyn. But Rob was talking about how he occasionally will run into somebody and they're like, yeah, we did this interview and we're trying to cut it down to insert whatever time. Maybe it's 40 minutes. We're trying to cut the interview down to 40 minutes, but we interviewed them for an hour and we're trying to figure out how to squeeze it down. Well, when you do editing, you want to cut out the boring stuff. And usually the boring stuff is their story. I need to tell their story. So tell me where you lived and what was the name of your dog? And, and we really don't need it. And it doesn't add anything to the content. It's not a takeaway. And then for me, I was going to do an interview this week. And I noticed that a lot of times I give my guests a lot of background on the question. So I'll be like, well, you know, there's the thing and the whatchamacallit. And that's why some people do this and yada, 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 and blah, blah, blah. So why do you blah, 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 blah? And I'm like, well, we don't need all the backstory. We just need the, so why do you blah, blah, blah? And so I cut that out. And if I ask somebody a question and I go, what do you think about this? And they go, well, back in the days, and they finally go, and that's why I think this. Well, that's the answer. So I cut out all the fluffy stuff. And so the point Rob was making was, yes, cut out all the boring stuff. But if what you have left is valuable to your audience, why are you going, ah, I'm still 10 minutes over? Well, if it's good, valuable content, don't hold back from your audience. Give it to them. I'll put a link to an episode I did, and I just did a brain dump on everything about either being interviewed as a guest or you being the interviewer, how to find guests. And because I was just getting a ton of questions about that. And so I'm just like, I'm just going to answer all the questions I'm getting in one episode. And I think it was over an hour and I did not have a single complaint. The only complaint was I had to stop and start taking notes. So I've said this before, it's Valerie Geller. It's not my quote for the record. People keep attaching this to me because I say it all the time and I get that, but it's not my quote. It's Valerie Geller from the book Beyond Powerful Radio. There is no such thing as too long, only too boring. And if you're cutting out valuable stuff, quit doing that. What I do, and maybe I should stop doing this, is when I get done with an interview, so I've cut out all the flab, I will still look at all the questions and all the answers. And there used to be a TV show called The Weakest Link. And I try to find the question that delivers the least amount of value. And I will cut that one. And maybe I need to stop doing that. But my thought was this way, only the cream of the crop get to you, my listeners. So if you're struggling with something, consider hiring one coach. Don't hire three. Because one's going to tell you to go left, the other one's going to tell you to go right, and the other one's going to tell you to go straight. And for the love of God, don't go to Facebook. Facebook groups, while on one hand are great, and I answer a lot of questions in Facebook, but you can ask one question and get 27 different answers. 
I would suggest it's worth your time to hire a coach, whether it's me or somebody else, and get that one answer that that person can watch you do, walk you through it, and then measure your success doing that step. When you go into Facebook, I think you come out sometimes more confused than when you walked in. So if you got the money, hire a coach. If you don't, practice, 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 because that's how the good ones make it look easy. Welcome to Because of My Podcast, where we spotlight the results people are achieving because of their podcast. Oh, we've got a twist today. And before I set this up, I know you're sitting there going, who would listen to me? Nobody's, I'm just, you know, I started in the basement next to a water heater, my brother's basement. How am I going to have an impact on anyone? Well, Lewis Goodman from lovethylawyer.com has a great answer for this. Hi, Dave. This is Lewis Goodman from the Love Thy Lawyer podcast, where we talk to attorneys about their lives and careers. I have a Because of My Podcast story. Usually, when someone tells a Because of My Podcast story, it's about something that came from the podcast for themselves. This is a little different, and I'll let Alameda County Deputy District Attorney Harlan Simon tell you his Because of My Podcast story. Lewis, I want to thank you. I think you know this, and if you don't, I'll state it here that you are responsible in part for me being where I am. It was your podcast, Lewis, that gave me insight into the Alameda County law community, into the Bay Area and larger goings on here in Northern California. And it put me in touch with some of the most interesting and best practitioners and judges that we have. And that's due to you. This is an amazing resource that you have created and continue to create month after month now in its fourth season. It's an invaluable store of historic information about the people involved in law practice. And we may not always like lawyers, but they sure are interesting. And you've had so many interesting and actually very, very kind and good people on that it's impressive. That was Alameda County Deputy District Attorney Harlan Simon telling you what happened in his career because of my podcast. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Lou. And if you have one of those because of my podcast stories, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact, and I would love to hear it and feature you as well as put a link to your show in the episode description. Again, just go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact and answer the question because of my podcast blank i just made a video for members of the school of podcasting and i thought you know what let's share this here with you and that is do you really and the key word here is need that gear so many times we think if i just had this then i'd get more listeners and if i just had this i'd get more listeners and It's a joke, but it's not a joke. I don't have people going, Dave, you got to listen to this show, man. And I go, why? And they're like, oh, the the audio, it's like butter for your ears. No, it's usually the content. In fact, it's always the content. And so on my YouTube channel, I noticed that the way I have my studio, which of course is just a spare bedroom, 
the way I have this set up, everything is clamped to my desk. My monitors are off the desk. They're on clamps. My two key lights are on clamps that are on the desk. My camera is on a giant tree that has all sorts of clamps on it. And I noticed that if I don't pay attention and I hit my desk ever so slightly with my hand or my arm, it makes the camera jiggle. And it looks like, remember the the original Star Trek and all of a sudden Kirk would have a problem and Captain, we can't study it. You know, that whole nine yards. And they would just tilt the camera to make it, you know, and they'd have that nah, 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 kind of music going on. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. And I asked uh, Brian, the video guy over at Libsyn, because he's awesome, Brian Coddington. I go, hey, what's that thing you call it? It's a pole. And then you squish it up against your ceiling and your floor, but you can also do it against the walls. And it's called a Veripole. And I was like, if I could, if I could just get a Veripole, right, there it is. If I could just get this, then I could clamp all my lights, even the camera to this Veripole as it goes across my ceiling and I wouldn't have stands. That's why I have everything clamped to my desk. I wouldn't have stands and my camera wouldn't jiggle if I touched the desk. And I'm here to tell you, I was this close to spending $180. Now, I don't know where you live or how much money. To me, I'm like, that's a chunk of change. That's uh, that's something, that's a little more than a Happy Meal and a Starbucks. And I went back and looked at the video and was like, yeah, that that's kind of, a, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't Captain Kirkish, but there was a little jiggle there. And I said, well, wait a minute. Is the average viewer going to notice that? Mm, maybe. Because often when we hear, when we listen to our audio, we listen super critical. And we're like, maybe I should get a de-esser or a compressor or a limiter or a better noise, right? And I was like, well, I could spend $180 and that would fix my ever so slightly jiggling camera problem. Or I could just not hit the desk. And that's free. And so I, I have a stream deck. And that, I think, was the problem. Is It has 32 buttons sitting in front of me that I can program to do all this stuff, mainly for my live streaming. But I also now record my YouTube channel, and I'm using Ecamm. Even, it's called Ecamm Live, but it's live, and, and in this case, it's not live. It's just me recording it. And I use it to make videos for the School of Podcasting. And then I switch back from, like, here's my screen. Here's a picture of me talking. Here's me on the left with a bullet point on the right and all that stuff with a stream deck. And I thought, well, I could spend $180 or I could just not pound the stream deck. You know, maybe just touch the button. You just ever so lightly just need to go. And there you go. And look, it switched. So I say this because I'm, I'm with you. I've already bought a bunch of stuff this year that maybe if you really want something and you're like, gotta have it, gotta have it, gotta have it. Make that decision tomorrow because I thought about it, got the emotion out of my purchase and said, do I really need this? Like, is this going to hinder me growing my audience? Like, oh, I want to subscribe to your podcast, but I noticed that uh, that book in the background was jiggling a good 16th of an inch. I don't know what's going on there, but I'm not watching that guy's YouTube channel. And I get it. We want to be professional, but I, I was like, mm, wait a minute. Let's, let's back off from the ledge a second. 
do I really need this? Is there a way I could do this for free? And normally I hate free stuff. And let's not get that confused. I am not a big fan of free services because most services that offer you some sort of, hey, we'll do this for you for free, that means you're the product. And it also means that many of them go out of business. I'm talking about a strategy that I do for free. And it's basically just improving my execution of recording video, but not pounding on my desk. So if you're, if you're, if you're giddy and you got the plastic out, maybe you go, Oh, Dave said I should buy this tomorrow. And I realize that there are many of those things you need to buy now. Look at the, ooh, we're going to, you know, poke your brain here. You only have 13 minutes and 27 seconds, 26, 25. 20, oh, I need to buy it now. And that's why they do that. It's scarcity. But I'm just here to say I saved myself 180 bucks. And unless I got 180 bucks to burn and light on fire, I don't really need a Veripole. But your mileage may vary depending on road and uh, conditions. But I'm just here to tell you. You might want to breathe a little bit before you go blowing more money on gear thinking it's going to grow your audience. Because in many cases, it's not the gear. One more thing about feeling salesy. I had a friend of mine who had started a podcast. I'd known her about six months. And I said, how's the podcast going? And she said, it's going all right. I just, I haven't got any speaking gigs. And I went, wait, you do speaking gigs? I've known you for half a year and I've listened to every episode. And I never hear you mention it. And again, she said, I kind of feel salesy when I do that. All she had to do to let her audience know that she talks to high school kids is say, I was talking to a bunch of high school kids in the Bronx this week, and this young man came up to me and asked me a question. And I thought, that'd be a good idea for a podcast. And that's what we're going to talk about today. There you go. Now your audience knows that you speak to high school kids. So you don't have to be this Sunday, 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 to drop hints to your audience. You'll often hear me talk about how I was working with a client. Yeah, that kind of just clues you in that, oh, Dave's a coach. So you don't have to beat them over the head. Your audience is smart. They'll pick up on stuff like that. The School of Podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if you heard me at the beginning of the show, I said today is episode number 914. And if you're like, really? Well, you could go out to my website and go to the next and the next and the next and the next and the next. And then after that one, the next one, and you'll see all those episodes. Or you can just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow, follow the show on whatever app you're using, whether it's Apple or Spotify or Overcast or one of those modern podcast apps that allow you to send boosts and such over at modernpodcastapps.com. And you can get access to pretty much every episode. There are a couple that I've pulled because there was one where I did an interview with a company that's no longer existing with an interview of a podcaster and the podcast no longer exists and some other things that I just went, this particular episode no longer has value. So I pulled it out of my feed, but you could get access to all of those by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow. That's going to do it for this episode. Again, if you're looking to plan, launch, grow, or monetize your podcast, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener. Use the coupon code, you guessed it, listener. And in fact, check this out. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener, I've already put the coupon code in there for you. That does come with access to our step-by-step -step tutorials, our amazing 
community. I really do love our community. We've had a bunch of people join recently and it's so much fun. And then we do have group coaching, but also if you're like, ah, I'm not good with gro- uh, with groups, it's one-on-one coaching with me as much as you want. And if you're like, mm, still not sure, I'm here to tell you, I can probably save you a lot of time and a lot of headaches, but that's okay. I get it that you're a little nervous. Sign up. And if on day 29, you're like, hey, Dave, this podcasting thing is more work than I thought, I will refund your money. That's the way it works. That's my word. That's my word, friend. All you got to do, schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener. Thanks so much for spending time with me. I deeply appreciate it. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. So I cut out all the fluffy stuff and I have no idea what I'm talking about. I seriously just lost my train of thought. I went through the whole thing, made the funny noise and can't even remember where I was going. Can you, this is because I'm, I'm off the newsletter part. Now I'm riffing.